0: What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. One of the most interesting things in sports today is the recovery of Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles tendon on September 11th, and just five weeks removed from that injury. He's already had surgery, he's off crutches, he's not wearing a boot, and he's on the field throwing passes during Jets warm-ups. But is this normal? Is it not normal? And what type of surgery did he get? This podcast is going to break down Rodgers' recovery providing the best information possible on how Rodgers' process looks. I'm going to provide some background on the surgeon leading his recovery and much more. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this, so let's get right into it. Okay, let's start with the obvious. After 18 seasons with the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers was traded to the New York Jets this past season. They talked about it literally the whole offseason on ESPN and every other network and he finally made his debut against the Buffalo Bills on September 11th. The atmosphere for this game was incredible. There were more than 80,000 fans in the stadium, and they were holding up green lights as Aaron Rodgers ran out of the tunnel, holding an American flag on the anniversary of 9-11. Another 25 million people were watching at home, and the moment signified the start of a potential Super Bowl run for Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. But then everything came crashing down. On just his fourth play with the Jets, 94 seconds into the game, Aaron Rodgers spun to avoid a sack, got dragged down by 240-pound linebacker Leonard Floyd, and was helped off the field by the medical staff. Now, I'm sure a lot of you were watching the game when this happened. I know that I was. And Twitter went absolutely crazy because no one knew what had happened. Did Rodgers re-aggravate a calf injury from training camp? Was it a high ankle sprain? Maybe a broken foot? Who knows? Who knows? But while fans were watching slow-motion replays and searching for medical advice on Google, Rodgers already knew what happened. The Jets' medical team performed a series of tests on the sideline and told him that it was most likely a torn Achilles. An MRI in the morning would confirm the diagnosis, but Aaron Rodgers was already thinking ahead. Aaron Rodgers was then sent back to the locker room to get an x-ray, but when he got back to the locker room, he immediately texted Dr. Neil Elitrop, Dr. Elitraj is a renowned orthopedic surgeon who reconstructed Kobe Bryant's Achilles in 2013, and he has worked with many other professional athletes. But Rogers didn't just text Dr. Elitraj to schedule surgery. Sure, that was part of the process, but his larger message was clear. Rogers didn't just want to return next year. He wanted to push the boundaries of what many people thought was medically possible. And fast forward five weeks, it's pretty damn clear that Rogers wasn't kidding the New York Jets quarterback was back on the field at MetLife Stadium this past weekend, wearing Adidas running shoes, without crutches or even a boot, and throwing the football around. This was shocking because while Rodgers has hinted at the possibility of potentially returning to the field this year, I'm not sure many people actually thought it was going to be possible. So I'm going to talk you through his recovery process, his timeline, and the likelihood that he's going to play again for the Jets. But I think the most logical way to start this breakdown is with the caveat that I'm not a doctor. I have not gone to medical school, and you should console your own doctor when it comes to your personal health. The goal of this piece, and this podcast specifically, is to educate, so let's get into it. If you ask any professional athlete about the injury that they would most like to avoid throughout their career, there's a good chance that most of them would say it's tearing their Achilles. The reason for that is because the Achilles is the thickest and strongest tendon in the entire body. It connects the back of your leg to your heel bone and it allows people to push off while walking, running, and jumping. And the rehab process is absolutely brutal. In fact, tearing your Achilles was once thought of as a death sentence in sports. That's because you essentially have to learn how to walk again. And many athletes, especially in highly athletic sports, like football, like basketball, and so forth, they worry about their explosiveness and that it will never be the same. But Aaron Rodgers, he didn't undergo your standard Achilles tendon repair. Instead, Rogers underwent a new, innovative procedure that has become more standard in recent years by Dr. Neil Elitrage in Los Angeles called a speed bridge. Now, there are many academic papers, very complex academic papers written about this procedure. If you want to learn more about it from a medical standpoint, I recommend you go do that online. But the easiest way to think about it is that this process and this procedure drastically reduces an athlete's recovery time. For example, it would normally take an athlete nine to 12 months to recover from a torn Achilles tendon. But the speed bridge surgery enables doctors to create a knotless repair by threading high-strength suture tape, which essentially is a string, through both sides of the tendon, then tightly pulling them together until the tendon reattaches. So these doctors no longer have to create a knot for the repair with the suture tape. They can do a knotless By using these really small holes, they're only required to cut two to three centimeter wide holes. Now, for context, that's about the size of a half dollar coin. And these holes are important because it accelerates and it speeds up the recovery time because it's no longer this major huge surgery. They're much smaller holes. Now, to be fair, it's not like Rogers is walking around totally unassisted. He was on the Pat McAfee show this past week, and he admitted and said that inside his shoe he has this sort of support arch, we'll call it, which essentially means he's wearing a shoe that's about a half size or a full size bigger than he would normally wear. And it's like this support arch that holds the tendon in place so it doesn't stretch too much as he's walking. That's probably why you saw him walking with a little bit of a lip. It's not necessarily because he can't walk. It's because they don't want the tendon stretching at this point. But still, considering most Achilles patients are still in a cast or walking boot for more than six weeks after surgery, the Speed Bridge has certainly already accelerated Rogers' recovery timeline. Now, the other part of this equation we'll say is Aaron Rodgers' surgeon, Dr. Neil Elitraj. So if you're a sports fan, you probably have heard of Dr. Neil Elitraj. He is one of the world's most renowned orthopedic surgeons. He completed his undergraduate studies at the University of Notre Dame, graduating in 1981. He obtained his medical doctorate from the University of Pittsburgh in 1985. And he has worked at the curlin Job Orthopedic Clinic in Los Angeles, California for more than the last 30 years. But more importantly, Dr. Neil Elitraj has basically become like the guy for professional athletes and their surgeries over the years. For example, Dr. Elitraj is the head team physician for the Los Angeles Dodgers and Los Angeles Rams, of course, MLB and NFL. He is also an orthopedic consultant for the Los Angeles Kings in the NHL, the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA, and the Anaheim Ducks in the NHL. All of these are obviously LA teams because that's where he's based at. But Dr. Neil Elitraj has also performed thousands of surgeries on professional athletes. If you want to talk about who he has done surgeries on specifically, we're talking about Kobe Bryant. When he tore his Achilles in 2013, he went to Dr. Neil Elitraj. He did that surgery and helped him recover to come back the next year. Another surgery that he did was he operated on Conor McGregor after he suffered a broken leg in his third fight against Dustin Poirier at UFC 264 in 2021. And he also most recently did Shohei Otani's elbow surgery in 2023. Now, look, I don't want to go out and say that Dr. Elitraj is perfect. There's many people that will say that. They say that he is the absolute best orthopedic surgeon for athletes in the world. Everyone should be going to him. This guy has made mistakes. There's one significant mistake that hardly ever gets talked about, but I think is worth bringing up on this podcast. And it's that he did Tom Brady's ACL and MCL surgery in 2008. And Tom Brady ended up suffering a rare infection. The point why this is so important is because these infections on ACL and MCL surgeries happen less than 1% of the time. So it's certainly not common. I don't know if it was necessarily a mistake or something they could have avoided. But Tom Brady suffered an infection and was required to take six-week course of antibiotics. Still, Brady praised Dr. Elitraj for the operation The two are very good friends today and they often play golf. I'm going to read you this quote that Tom Brady told the LA Times. He said, Neil was dead on for what he was doing. I felt he got dragged into a lot of stuff that wasn't his fault at all. He kept his composure. I chose Neil because that was my decision. There are some great doctors all over the world and Neil was right for me. My father always told me, tall trees experience high winds. And I think Neil is a person that when you're at the top of your profession, you can weather a lot of those storms. I think his true colors really shine through. So with all of that in context, right, how good of a doctor Dr. Neil Elitraj is, how many surgeries he's done for professional athletes like Kobe Bryant, Conor McGregor, Shohei Otani, and many, many others, his incident with Tom Brady and the fact that Tom Brady still really likes him and would go to him for other surgeries. The easiest way to explain this is that Aaron Rodgers has two things. He has quite possibly the best surgeon in the entire country performing what we'll call number two, which is an innovative new procedure. But the question still remains, can he actually come back this year? Can Aaron Rodgers actually come back and play quarterback for the New York Jets this year? Now, there's a few different factors to consider when talking about this rehab process. First off, let's talk about history. The fastest player, athlete in general, that I've ever seen come back from an Achilles injury is an NFL player named Cam Akers. For you that follow the NFL, you know Cam Akers. He used to play on the Rams and he's moved on to another team since. But Cam Akers injured his Achilles, tore his Achilles tendon and returned to the field just five months after. This happened two years ago, but he had surgery by Dr. Neil Elitrage. He received the same speed bridge surgery that Aaron Rodgers received and he came back to the field in five months. Now, the reason why this was so important was because one, obviously he returned in five months, which was record breaking at the time. Everyone was like, holy shit, how is that possible? But number two, Cam Akers injured his Achilles in preseason. So he was able to come back five months later because the season wasn't over. Now, the unique part about this is that Cam Akers is 15 years younger at the time than Aaron Rodgers is today. Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old, right? He's 40 years old. Now, I'll caveat that with the fact that Aaron Rodgers plays quarterback, Cam Akers plays running back. So they're two different positions. Aaron Rodgers isn't necessarily known for his running ability, although he can get out of the pocket and escape a little bit. But if he wanted to return, there is a world where some people would say he can just sit back in there in the pocket. Maybe he has to move a little bit right to left, but ultimately he's not going to be sprinting and taking a pounding like Cam Akers would be doing. And that's true. But let's just talk about timeline here specifically. Cam Akers came back in five months. Aaron Rodgers injured his Achilles on September 11th. A five-month rehab would not be good enough because that would put him back on the field in February, which is after the Super Bowl, right? So that obviously isn't going to work for this year. So not only would Aaron Rodgers have to shatter all expectations by getting cleared and ready to play with what we'll call like three to four months max, right? We're talking 12 to 14 weeks after surgery. We're already five weeks into this. So that's seven to, we'll call it nine weeks from now, he would have to be able to get back on the field. But the New York Jets and quarterback, backup quarterback, Zach Wilson, who has had all of these struggles over the last couple of years himself, would have to be in playoff contention for it to make sense. Now, look, the New York Jets, a story came out a few weeks ago from Sportico that said that the New York Jets did not take out insurance on Aaron Rodgers. So financially, they're paying him this money regardless. Now, there is part of this that says that they should be looking out for the athlete. He's 40 years old. He has a multi-year deal. He's planning on playing there for at least the next two to three, maybe longer years. You obviously don't want him to re-injure it by coming back too early. 100% totally get that. But just from a pure financial standpoint, there is essentially no harm in the New York Jets, allowing him back on the field if he wants to get back on the field and if he is medically cleared to do that. So from a timeline perspective, he has a very tight window. Not only does he have a tight window, we'll call it seven to nine weeks from today, but the New York Jets also have to be in contention with a backup quarterback and albeit a good defense, but a backup quarterback. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is that Aaron Rodgers is rehabbing all day, right? He is a wealthy athlete, This is his job. He has access to the best medical care, the best physical trainers, the best recovery process that he possibly can. So he's training five hours a day right now, basically all day. He's doing it with J.K. Dobbins, the Baltimore Ravens running back who also is injured. And they're training five hours a day, potentially six or seven hours a day, depending on the day, to try to get back as soon as possible. So he's fully dedicated to this. He has access to the best resources possible. He also may get at some point there are these things called PRP injections. Now, there's a bunch of nuance that goes into this. Essentially, what they're doing is they're pulling out some of your blood. They're circulating it to make it what we'll call like a little bit healthier is the easiest way to understand it. And then they're reinserting it into your body. What this does is it helps you recover quicker. They're not illegal. They're totally illegal to do. It's a process that is used frequently. It's dealt with for tendon injuries such as tennis elbow or jumper's knees and things like that. And what it does is it essentially allows you to stimulate the recovery or the healing process. It decreases pain, and it helps you enable a return to activities a little bit sooner than otherwise. So he's going to be doing a whole host of things. If anyone has watched the Kobe Bryant documentary, I forget what network it's on or what streaming service, but it's an absolutely amazing documentary. And they they document his entire process in his recovery from the Achilles injury. It is a, a, a ridiculous rehab process. I mean, he's taking, he would put marbles on the ground. I think it was like 20, 30 marbles at a time. And he would literally use his toes on his right foot or left foot and move it to the other side. So you're picking up marbles with your toes and you're moving it to the other side. You're literally having to retrain your foot and the connection with your calf and your upper leg. So it's a really hard recovery process. Obviously, like I said, he's working on it five hours a day. There's gonna be some other things like PRP injections that could potentially help him heal. But still, we're talking about a very tight window for when he's able to do this. The New York Jets obviously have to be in contention for it to happen. But the reason I tell you all this is one, I think it's absolutely fascinating how much, the science and the medical diagnosis behind some of the stuff and the surgeries has improved over the last, even the last five to 10 years. I mean, we've seen a number of athletes. Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. Obviously Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Kobe Bryant tore their Achilles, his Achilles. And these athletes are coming back faster and better than ever before. I mean, the fact that Kevin Durant is still doing what he's doing at a very high level in in the NBA, that's absolutely remarkable. And to tear your Achilles 10, 15, 20 years ago, that would not have been possible it literally would not have been possible or at least thought to be impossible because of the recovery timeline and the significance of your Achilles in the total process of your explosiveness as an athlete. So number one, I think it's absolutely incredible and very cool that we're pushing the boundaries on some of this stuff scientifically and medically to be able to have these newer surgeries that are enabling athletes to get better and faster than ever before. Number two, it's super ambitious and it's it's inspiring to some degree how quickly Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back. Now, inspiring is a unique word because I think some people would say that he's an idiot and he's being stupid and he should be looking after his health long term and he probably shouldn't do this and it's the New York Jets and if they're not going to win the Super Bowl, who cares? But at the end of the day, this guy is competing. He's trying to, to prove the doubters wrong. This is what drives athletes being told they can't do something. And I think ultimately that's going to drive him to potentially come back before this year is over. And my hope is, granted, if everything is done medically cleared and healthy and everything like that, I would love to see it, right? I'm all about athletes pushing the boundaries and showing us what we thought to be impossible to be possible at the end of the day. And I think it's awesome that he is doing this. I think it's incredible that the surgery is where it's at today. I think Dr. Neil Elitraj is an absolutely amazing surgeon. He's one of the best, not only in this country, but in the world. He has proven that over decades and decades of experience with some of the top athletes in the world. And there is a reason why Aaron Rodgers chose him, specifically not only because of his ability to do the surgery, but because he's willing to test the boundaries and push athletes to the absolute limit to see what they're capable of. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'll keep you updated as things go on. If anything changes with his recovery process, again, this is not medical advice. Take it for what it's worth. This was simply to educate you guys on what's going on in the world of sports, business, and medically with Aaron Rodgers today. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll talk on Monday.